support all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. All you Terrans out there, if you're on the planet, you're called a Terran. How about that, Terra? guess it's for terra firma. I really don't know. I didn't make that word up. Tonight, we're doing Teresa J. Mars ACO Club, which is sponsoring the Gulf Breeze June get-together. And uh, we're going to celebrate uh, accelerate and uh, celebrate exposure to disclosure tonight. I've got Dr. Bruce Cornett. Uh, PhD that actually helped, uh, I guess, indoctrinate Gulf Breeze in 1995. And uh, it's going to be exciting talking to Dr. Bruce Cornett. He's been on many shows. He's an old-timer, and we're going to go through his life story today. But I'd like to tell you that uh, I've been doing this. I was indoctrinated as an ambassador in 1967. And I'm very happy to say that I've had a really good life working around our ET friends with NASA and the government in and out of country. And I'm celebrating knowing that my husband and my daughter with the ACO is on the other side now. And uh, we're all here as uh, body, mind, spirit, sharing the birth-life-death process. And I'm extending my breads, B-R-A-N-D-S breads, to include explanations of inspiration and knowledge and wisdom and uh, combining with other humans as co-creators now. I have books and thoughts and friends and social media on Facebook and other places. And actually, uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett uh, started in New York and he's going to yeah, I'm uh, connected. Uh, apparently, we've got a long story with other people probably here in Gulf Breeze and in New York and uh, Hawaii. And he's familiar with my name and my show, so that's a good thing. And I don't remember talking to him, so any of you can remind me. He's been on so many shows, I'm not sure if he knows which shows, uh, but we'll ask him. Now, Tom Morris was the originator of uh, the brand we're using as the Allied Command tonight. And... uh, that brand and uh, with my publishing company, ACO, and we're flying the ACO flag as the ACO Association that apparently uh, the Advanced Communications Agency, which Dr. Bruce Cornett is a part of, and ACIR for the Allied Command Intergalactic Relations, our ET friends have apparently called him in to help me connect all the dots between Gulf Breeze, New York, Hawaii, back around through Texas, where he is now uh, allegedly physically in his 3D container in El Paso, Texas, one of my great places where we left one of our spacecrafts over there in uh, Albuquerque area. But I'm not going to get into all my story, uh, although I have Teresa's coming out and coming forth to begin sharing her story and how her history and myth has been shared to bring into this time uh, she calls the Ascension Age. And I know a lot of people don't really understand the consciousness awareness of what this exactly means, but maybe uh, Dr. Cornett can share some uh, intelligence levels uh, in the left brain, logical with the right brain, not so logical. So we're going to share some research. He's actually a ResearchGate 
colleague of mine for scientific professionals, and uh, he's received uh, notification in the past from beings that he didn't exactly understand, but we're going to try to not sound too crazy because ACAR is a bona fide brand that I use for TJ Morris doing business as ACIR. And we're going to start promoting the Gulf Breeze area as one of the meccas, along with Roswell, New Mexico. And uh, since Bruce uh, helped, he's a plank owner here, and he also helped back from 92 to 95, I believe, Richard Hoagland. And he can tell you about some uh, clips and some photographs that he went and tracked down. Uh, but we're going to tell his story, and I hope he's going to slow down a little bit because he talks rather fast. But most people with uh, extremely high IQs can't get the information out fast enough. And I'm having to slow myself down because I get really excited and talk really fast myself. So let's hope we can keep this calm and peaceful and wonderful for you guys who are historians because uh, this is one of my friends at the Teresa J. Morris ACO Club, the advanced communication agency that I've got on Patreon.com. And I'm going to ask Dr. Bruce Cornett to go and be a part of our Patreon groups on Advanced Communications Agency. So if you're interested, I'll invite you to be a supporter of me on patreon.com forward slash Teresa J. Morris. And then from there, we may be able to get you into our community. If you're a good fit, we've got to vet you and see what journals you can be a peer group with us, uh, whether it's ufoassociation.org, ACO Association, ERICOP, which is Education Research Association, Community Online Press. I've got different people that have joined me in past years, and we're going to figure out which group they prefer to be in. But if you'd like the name Allied Command Organization, that is as of June 2019, it is a membership only, and you have to pay your membership dues, and then we'll invite you to cast your vote. Everybody that's paying member will get a vote in the Allied Command Organization, and then the planning committee will decide what location we will have our first gathering in. But uh, I'm going to have him talk about, because we're celebrating Gulf Breeze tonight with Teresa J. Morris, ACO Club, right here in town. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Dr. Bruce Cornett to tell us all about the Gulf Breeze in 95, but I'm going to get his story from 1992 forward. But let's get his life story here. Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me, TJ? Ah, yeah. I don't even have to have you up close. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can hear you good. Great. Well, oh, I'm excited to have you on, on our show so thank you thank for you. joining us. Now, you're located in El Paso, Texas? Correct. Yes, I've been okay. here since 2004. Okay. Now you've got, you're sounding good. You're coming through good. All right. Well, if you don't mind, Bruce, uh, I want to get uh, in the beginning the 95 Gulf Breeze, but let's get everything prior to that because uh, – uh, what year were you born? What state? Are you an American? Are you out from out of country? But let's get some data, just some personal okay. information on you. And go ahead. Tell right. us where you were born and now, all of that. I was, I was born in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, a suburb of Philadelphia, on August 31st, 1945. And I was uh, born uh, three, uh, three months premature and spent the first 11 weeks 
of my life in the first human incubator called the chapel. So if it wasn't for that, I would probably have, have more brain damage than I already have. <laughs> so um, any rate, uh, I was born there. My parents lived there during uh, at the end of World War II. Uh, my um, father was in the uh, Coast Guard, and uh, my mother uh, engineered electronics within submarines. Uh, she helped design and uh, all the uh, layouts for the, um, the wiring in submarines. So um, after about two years living there, uh, they moved back to um, her, her parents' house in West Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, uh, her brothers helped her get a, a house. And so we grew up on Farmington Avenue in West Hartford, Connecticut. That's where I spent my childhood, went to uh, Conard High School. Um, and uh, when I graduated there, I, I went on to college at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University, then transferred to University of Connecticut, then uh, went on for a, a graduate degrees in, in uh, um, master's in, in paleobotany and uh, a PhD in geology and palynology at Penn State University. So I spent about 13 years of my life uh, in college I feel like a medical doctor in that respect, and having so much uh, college education. But uh, all of that was before 1992. Uh, and a lot of major things happened in my life uh, in the 10 years, the decade before 1992, uh, that uh, I'll uh, probably you want me to lead into uh, about how in the world I ever could get involved in uh, this field as a, as a uh, you know, academic uh, a scientist who um, who has um, uh, worked in the oil industry for 11 years, and then in in for Columbia University and Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory for about five years, and uh, then um, my life changed radically after I started uh, being awoken to uh, my uh, uh, abductions and uh, having many many uh, contacts with. Uh, uh, with alien craft in the Pine Bush area of New York. Um, that started in, in the mid in June of 1980, uh, um, excuse me, 92. And uh, uh, so um, is that where you want me to go from that point on? Yes, but let, okay, let's stand, hold that thought for a moment, 1992 on your life journey. But let's do a quick segue into 1995 and the Gulf Breeze so we can let people know you are a bona fide ufologist, alienologist, but I believe you're just taking on the alienologist hat in some respect with me. But let's talk about the uh, – you have been to at least one – I've never been to even one UFO event. So I'd like you to walk us through the Gulf Breeze if you don't mind, 1995, yeah, that, and then we'll come back yeah, to that, 1992. That was, yeah, that conference I was invited to, which was on, on disclosure, and uh, there um, I talked about, uh, I was a speaker, on, on the, um, uh, the spaceship moon. I, working with Richard Hoagland, uh, I learned a lot about the, all the anomalies and, and artifacts on the moon, and so that was what I talked about there. And um, uh, interestingly enough, I met uh, a, uh, an, another professional at uh, University of Wisconsin by the name of uh, Stephen Johnson, and he was very impressed with my talk. 
and he he's an artist and he had a website uh, promoting his artwork and he wanted something a lot of it he said was on on alien uh life and for and uh and and visitation and he wanted uh to include somebody uh on his website with uh, all of the work that I had done and um which uh he worked up I gave him all the data that I had and he built a, a wonderful website called um, uh, the um, Serious Orion Works. And that was up and running from 96 to 98, I believe. And then he wanted uh, to uh, have, have me uh, uh, go uh, get my own server for those, that material, which I did. And I started adding more web pages on with all of the uh, sightings I'd had since uh, he uh, completed that uh, web page. Uh, also, I was interviewed by um, a, a, a magazine in England uh, for Encounters magazine back in 95, and uh, there was a featured article in there on what I had discovered uh, and the photographs I had taken in 92, 93, 94. So um, um, I got a, a, a big start, a rapid start uh, in, in exposure. I was invited to the Ozark uh, uh, UFO conference in, in '94 and met uh, Dr. Carla Turner, and uh, uh, so a lot of things were happening in my life uh, at that particular point. Um, and uh, I also, in '92, uh, was introduced to my uh, third wife after my late wife Bonnie died in '91, and um, that was quite amazing. How that happened? That that was a very una- unusual type of introduction uh, by invisible entities who set us up together. Well, we'll talk about uh, that at the end of the show. But let's get through these uh, uh, 1992 to 1995. Uh, did you have anything to add in there other than the women you married and the stories? Because we'll talk about that, their stories separate. But uh, right there about your UFO, is it you want to mention any more UFO events that you've been a part oh, of yeah. right there in this part of the um, there, show? Uh, there, there were about, um, oh, I would say 40 or 50 uh, encounters in 92 to 94, uh, quite extraordinary. And um, uh, I would go up out into the field, and uh, the, I had called and contacted Dr. Ellen Crystal, who wrote the book uh, Silent Invasion, about the, uh, all of the uh, UFO activity around Pine Bush in, in the 1980s when we had the Hudson Valley uh, uh, a night siege of, of huge craft up and down the Hudson Valley. And um, I, I, she took me out into the field, and uh, the first night I was out there, I start, uh, we started seeing craft coming in and diving into the ground, coming out of the ground, flying right over our heads. Um, and I was just blown away. As a scientist, I'd never been exposed to anything like this before. And I, I thought, wow, I mean, the world needs to know about this. If this is happening, I mean, uh, and I'm seeing it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not a hallucination. It's not an illusion. I mean, we're seeing these craft with all that up coming in and, and uh, flying around us. And uh, uh, quite spectacular. And night after night, when I would go out in the field with Ellen Crystal and her uh, her uh, other sky watchers, 
we would see stuff coming, and they, they started putting on performances for our cameras. This wasn't normal. Most uh, UFO sightings are, are single events uh, that, uh, you know, people are happy that they even saw one, one craft in their lifetime. And yet we were having uh, uh, repeated encounters uh, with these craft that they, they were flying around this one area around Pine Bush in a 24-square-mile area. It was quite, quite ex- extraordinary uh, how much activity there was really that was taking place. And I documented it all when I was out in the field. And I uh, have a book right now that is in the final stages of editing uh, that deals with all of these uh, uh, sightings. Uh, it's it's uh, been a, a large task to be able to put it all together into a, uh, um, a coherent uh, story. And it's a story that most people don't realize is that we are not, not only are we not alone, we haven't been alone for thousands of years. Uh, uh, they have been with us and precede us before humans even uh, evolved on, on, on Earth. So uh, we're not, they're not new. They're really not extraterrestrial. That, that's the, the amazing thing. Just because they can fly out uh, into space, uh, and uh, does that mean that now that we fly and, and put uh, humans out in space, that we are the extraterrestrials? Um, but they have been here on Earth, the ones that I've been dealing with, for a long, long time. Well said. Well said, sir. I like that. And uh, that helps me build uh, a story for all of us here that we're sharing. Folks, my logo slogan is Alien Civilizations Exist. And my club, ACO, is all about the Ascension Center organization and how we'll move forward. Okay. And uh, now, can you tell me, where was the – let's get some history on the 95, since I'm here and promoting for Gulf Breeze and being the Mecca with Roswell, uh, can you remember the location of the hotel? Because Dr. Bruce Maccabee, Ph.D., is our national uh, director for both ACO and UFO, for alien contact and UFO sightings are the uh, – we can say the nuts and bolts, <laughs> but since he, he actually did the investigation on Gulf Breeze and I live here, uh, he carries in his re- resume or in his uh, write-up bio that he is our national director for ACO and UFO uh, association organization. So do you remember anything that you could share with us, the basics of who, what, when, where, why, and how here in okay, Gulf I'm, Breeze I'm so I don't have to go do it? Okay, well, I have a web page that gives that information, and I'm going to uh, now um, go to it because I uh, I'm going to go to that because it's um, it contains that specific information that you requested. And uh, Thank okay, you. here we go. Uh, let me scroll down here and let it. All right. While well, you're doing there. that and getting ready to read data, people. It costs money to do history and to save it on the planet. And we're working in the uh, cyberspace community with various archivists, historians, researchers, and especially alienologists and ufologists. So I'm looking for people that have been data collectors so we can get us a prime allied command organization uh, location. And I don't know how much this is going to cost us, but if you'd like to be a part of that, Please go to patreon.com forward slash 
alien, excuse me, what are we calling it now? Oh, like in space, Allied Command Organization. So uh, we do have a page on Patreon, and we're looking for 500 minimum people to donate a minimum of a dollar to start our own YouTube account, which I've set up as Allied Command Organization. And with that, Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., is uh, starting this with uh, information that Dr. Ken R. Johnston Sr. also has records, and we will do our best to provide a server uh, for everyone. And uh, Dr. Bruce Cornett is, has his on his website right now. He's paying for his own server, as am I. So, Dr. Bruce Cornett, if you'd like to mention your website, and we will put it in our advanced communications.agency community right now. I've just got your one page you sent me, uh, so we'll have a link to uh, that one. This is my Monmouth Internet webpage, which will have a lot of links to all the other uh, webpages, okay? I have over 200 okay. web pages out there. Um, it's https colon right slash right slash user pages lowercase dot monmouth m-o-n-m-o-u-t-h dot com right slash tilde b cornet lowercase right slash the tilde is that little mark in your upper left keyboard um and then to the left of the one and uh so it's user pages dot monmouth dot com right slash tilde b cornet right slash and you will get uh, my uh, introductory webpage. Um, and uh, if you want to go to the uh, one on uh, on that contains all my information in it, my uh, curriculum vitae, resume, and all of that stuff, uh, it is <clears throat> www.sunstar, lowercase, dash, or hyphen, solutions.com right slash in caps AOP AOP in caps right slash in caps SOW uh, in caps right slash and that will get you to my um, main web page uh, that um, has all of this stuff oh yeah uh, and, and uh, in other words uh, after the uh, Sow, S-O-W, right slash, it's S-O-W, lowercase, dot H-T-M. That'll do it. So that's the, um, web, the webpage called Serious Onion Works. It's a, it's a play on the word Orion uh, because the mystery is like an onion. You <laughs> have it. to uh, uh, peel away the uh, outer uh, leaves to be able to find the core of truth. Uh, so, okay, um, so you have a... You have a sense of humor then, but I've always used pill and onion as well, for even for yeah. my own personal data about myself and all the different jobs I've had on the planet. All right. Well, uh, if you'll well, go forward then, please share the 1995. Yes, please explain right. who, what, when, where, why, how, yep. how many, yep. if you have any data. As we do archive uh, uh, someone that had a firsthand you. experience, and you did. So please go forward with that. Thank you. Okay. Well, in uh, May 1995, I was invited to the Project Awareness in Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's the 19th to 21st of May 1995. And I reported on newly discovered moon structures. That was a two and a half hour uh, talk. Then 
uh, on October 14, 1995, I was invited to the Capstone House, Inc., a Northwest Florida's inspirational learning center, sixth anniversary speakers, uh, 14 October 1995. My uh, talk was on what NASA hasn't told us, enormous artificial structures above and below the surface of the moon and the Mars-Earth connection, Sidonia <clears throat> 2 on Earth, and its resemblance to the Hudson Valley Pine Bush, New York, anomalous aerial object sightings. Back-to-back -back speakers with uh, Wendell C. Stevens. So that that was uh, the uh, Gulf Breeze event that was at. Capstone House, Inc. Thank you. That's, Northwest uh, Florida. Did you mention the local location? Did you location. mention uh huh? Gulf Breeze. Yes, it's Gulf Breeze. The Capstone House uh, event took place in Gulf Breeze. Do you have an address? No, that's all I put down in my records here. All right. Well, at least you archived what you did, and we appreciate that. Is there any photos of the speakers? Oh boy. Yes, somewhere in my file system. Yes, I'm sure there are lots of photos. <laughs> well, we don't want to go to the Wayback Machine, but we may have to. Yeah. <laughs> the Wayback yeah, Machine, I mean, folks, is what we use in cyberspace, but uh, giving them a little plug, Wayback, W-A-Y-B-A-C-K, Machine. I have to go back there sometimes for my own archive data as a historian and investigative reporter for my American News magazine, and I wrote for AmericanChronicle.com, but uh, oh my goodness, it takes so much money. I spent so many thousands of dollars archiving information for Broadcast Music Incorporated at Bluegrass events I had in 2003, but now I've been called here by the extraterrestrials and taken up and brought back down, and you can see that little incident on the Teresa J. Morris ACO Club or T.J. Morris Agency, and Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., has joined me, and uh, he is sharing with us some data points with his websites as well. So we're going to join and hopefully get us all some wonderful server someplace so we can all be ufologists and alienologists, phenomenologists, and uh, metaphysicians, and some of us are philosophers too. But Dr. Bruce, while you've, you're on here, and we have Dr. Bruce Maccabee, uh, that's uh, Dr. Bruce, uh, <laughs> with our national director, uh, but you're going to represent Texas uh, with uh, under Southwest Region Tony R. Elliott. I don't think you're familiar with him. He's a journalist that handles our Southwest Region for our ACO club. But um, tell us a little bit more. How you said you had 130 websites? Is that true? No, over 200. Or, um, oh my gosh, you must be a millionaire. Yeah, well, you know, I just spent a lot of time in the first, uh, well, from 1998 to 2004, um, I spent a lot of time creating websites. I became my own webmaster, uh, hosted other people's uh, websites, and um, had my server on Monmouth Internet at the time. And then in 94, I was uh, hired by the National Institute for Discovery Science, NIDS, in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, Dr. Colm Kelleher hired me um, uh, because he was trying to save NITS because Robert Bigelow, the billionaire, wanted to close it down. Uh, he, Bigelow ended up closing it down anyway, 
after uh, I had moved all of my uh, belongings and everything out to Las Vegas, my wife uh, fully uh, supported me on this. Uh, her, her, she stayed on the East Coast, and I ended up in, in Las Vegas. And um, at that particular point, we realized that since all of her children had uh, left the nest and she was no longer living in her house in Red Bank, New Jersey, that, um, you know, we might as well go our separate ways, which we ended up doing. And, um, uh, well. Did you meet Mr. Bigelow, the yes, hotel I've chain? Met him, I've met him three times when I was there. Um, so uh, give us your impression. My Let's impression of editorial opinion for my for my ACO uh, community out there, folks. <laughs> Teresa J. Well, Morris, uh, my pen. Let me tell you, the ACO is my major brand for the United States of America. Working with Smithsonian Institute, including with Ace Folklife and the Ace Nonprofit Foundation, but we do. We're archivists, historians, folklifers. And even ET contactees and uh, our company is uh, ACO Teresa J. Morris Network. And this is my friend, Dr. Bruce Cornett, PhD. Since I was uh, in Houston and El Paso, and I'm sure we crossed paths in 1995 with ETs while I was working on a Galaxy Universal Shuttle uh, extraterrestrial uh, vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to say it like it is, and I've, uh, I work one with here in Gulf Breeze too, and I'm surrounded by well, military. Well, since, so. you, since you've jumped, jumped into the deep end of the pool right here with all of that, I know I was going to wait till the end, but I just went ahead um, and sucked it up. All right, go ahead and yeah, drop your yeah. bomb here with mine. All right, and, and since you were targeted in 1995, um, and in um, February of 1995, uh, Don Ecker invited me to be part of the uh, press um, uh, interview group at uh, Disney World on the, um, the Tomorrowland. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and I, um, I was flown down to um, Disney World and participated in that. And met many of the people there uh, that on that uh, panel, that uh, uh, press panel, and, um, you know, uh, um, Jesse Marcel Jr. was there, uh, Bud Hopkins was there, uh, all the big names at the time. It was quite amazing. But when I got back from that trip, on the 22nd of February, I was abducted. And it was quite an abduction. It was a major uh, involvement. And uh, even though they've only allowed me to recall certain aspects of it, I know what the basic uh, – uh, um, purpose was for that abduction. I was being uh, indoctrinated into an organization by the na name of Caradonia. Um, and it's an intergalactic uh, uh, federation uh, group. Uh, and it's mostly matriarchal, interestingly enough. And um, my late wife, Bonnie, uh, belongs to it. And so does my second, my third wife, Pat. She belongs to that organization as well. So actually, actually, the women like me, we're uh, familiar with each other, but it's sort of like the women are in charge for this 5,000 years. So we pretty much know each other. <laughs> right. We're yeah, just, here on this, Earth, they, this they, is they, called exposure to – Right. 
You know, on Earth, they yeah. let the men uh, run the show, but out there in space, it's the women <laughs> who run the show. There you that's, go. That's All right. Uh, <laughs> um, great. All right. Well, I'm going to be the that, Supreme that is, uh, Commander uh, on this level so of that, uh, radio communication, but uh, that's funny. But uh, now we're going to put you into our group. I just need to know if you want to be in the uh, at what level, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But you can go and uh, join us, uh, folks, if you'd like. Let me put this in. Again, it is alliedcommandorganization.com, and this is Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D., who is one of our allies in the Gulf Breeze. We were indoctrinated in 1995 together here at uh, Gulf Breeze and surrounding areas of the planet, it's Terra. Uh, we're called Terrans because we have a physical body, but we're introducing, and this is part of the Exposure to Disclosure program with Dr. Bruce Cornett, PhD, and I am Teresa J. Morris, and we have the AC Oak Club. So back to you, Dr. Bruce. And uh, if uh, did you ever meet Dr. Bruce McAbee, our national director for the United States? Oh, we, 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 we've taught at the same conferences. We're, we're, we're in uh, – Frequent contact and communication. Uh, the um, History Channel did a special on um, the um, uh, the vortex picture that was projected over a farm field in uh, Pine Bush, and uh, they came out to um, uh, the, the the area and and did uh, interviews, etc., with me and others in, in that uh, venue. And uh, then we all met uh, a few a couple months later in Stephenville, Texas. And uh, Bruce McAbee was there, and he and I were interviewed together for that uh, show called UFO Vortexes, which aired on the 26th of uh, March, uh, 19. Uh, I mean, two, um, what am I talking about? 2008 is when it aired on on television. Uh, so it was about. Now you've got all these. You've got all these dates in your uh, server, right? All your data yes. is in one server. Yes. Have you right, shared that right. with Dr. Bruce McAbee as our national director for ACO and UFO, or is he, does oh, he understand oh, yeah, how much data? He's very familiar with, with my work. Uh, I don't know if he keeps up with all of it, and I haven't certainly kept up with all of his work. I have his, his uh, at least one of his web pages uh, linked to my one of my uh, um, uh, the um, Serious Onion Works uh, web page. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely have crossed paths and, uh, and been together at different conferences. Um, I find that very interesting. Uh, well, did uh, you – were you uh, – how, how much were you involved with Bigelow? Because uh, Bigelow was interested in me in 2008, but I had just decided finally to pay in my MUFON dues, Mutual UFO Network dues, which I'd never done or allowed to by the extraterrestrials I work with. But uh, – my uh, husband went ahead and allowed me to go uh, public in 2007, but we were working uh, in Area 51, Las Vegas area, Janet Airlines, all that stuff, Bob Lazar stuff back in the day. And he and I were in uh, the Bush-Reagan administration from 1980 to 1993, but we thought it was going to all over with when Bob Lazar was coming out for John Lear with MUFON. And uh, it didn't happen. So, <laughs> you know, we keep thinking, you know, oh, we're finally going to do something. But it never gets organized. So my job 
far uh, as far as I know, uh, the commander who is like commander in chief is like uh, on a craft that comes through this universe and through this particular galaxy, and told me to keep doing what I was doing here in Gulf Breeze. But uh, I, I'm amazed because they put you and me together, and we've been working on the same program since 1995. So you and I, uh, did you meet an extraterrestrial on the planet like I did with ESP or no? Or um, they just took I, you? Well, no, no, they did more than just take me. I mean, telepathically, um, I am linked uh, by brain implants with, with them. Uh, they are not your typical ETs that people imagine, like the Greys or the, or the Nordics or anything. They are very human. The ones I deal with are very human because they've all walked on earth as humans and uh they appear to me me too me too so folks this is disclosure okay now you you're getting it from two people that are telling you this is our witness testimony but it's got to be done somewhere so why not on tj mars et radio (laughs) but our club is allied command organization uh we're bringing all of this data together and dr bruce mcabee is our national director here in the united states of america for aco and ufo association organization and now, Dr. Bruce Cornett, I'm going to go back to you. I apologize for doing this, but the reason is I'm putting these little plugs in is people have not been organized on this planet, and it's up to you and I to do this. And we're going 92 to 95, but we've got to get our data, and we're hoping to provide it in one place in space, in cyberspace together, if that's going to be possible. But uh, you and I will talk about that because we're both in the advanced communications agency, folks. And it's brand new for uh, what we're doing together. All right, Dr. Bruce, back to you. So let's go okay. forward now from your 95 and the data where you are. And now let's, what was 95 all about for getting people like you and me together? And I'm going to go on mute. So you tell me all about well, what you know. One of the things that uh, people, the listeners need to understand is that um, I was brought into uh, the, an ET organization uh, called the Caradonians uh, by Kahra, who is the leader of the Caradonians. And uh, she uh, incarnated as uh, Bonnie uh, Harrington back in 1950. And I uh, was set up to meet her, and I ended up marrying her in 1986. And I spent seven years with Bonnie before she died. And then I witnessed her spirit, my mother and I, over her grave and being ascendant in a uh, golden beam of light into a second sun uh, in an overhead cloud. Further uh, modification uh, or uh, analysis of that video uh, shows a huge uh, white dome-shaped mothership embedded in that cloud. And that was the first indication I had in 1991 that uh, I had actually lived with an extraterrestrial in a human body, which was quite amazing. Um, and uh, one, uh, I wrote the, uh, a online book called The Passion of Bonnie, which is a story about her, but it, do, it only gets into the spiritual aspect of it at the very end. Most of it is just her uh, incredible life story of 40 years that she spent on Earth. And then in, in spirit or in, as an ET, she kept on communicating with me after um, uh, she died, 
and indoctrinated me uh, into the her organization for which she heads uh, and which is part of the Intergalactic uh, Federation of Planets, she tells me, and that um, she has been very uh, instrumental in, in um, guiding human civilization on this earth for tens of thousands of years. So she is a very old spirit uh, that can incarn has incarnated in, in different forms and different bodies over time. Um, and that she has educated me ever since I was indoctrinated in February 1995. Uh, she has uh, given me a tremendous amount of information that I'm in, in the process of uh, uh, writing down and putting in a book form that will eventually be published. So that is the, 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 uh, the, that is the crux of my story, is that um, I uh, have met a number of, of ETs in human bodies. Um, the one thing that uh, I was uh, uh, brought to was in 1994, I went, was invited to give a talk at the Ozark uh, UFO conference in Arkansas, and uh, I um, met uh, Dr. Carla Turner, late Dr. Carla Turner, who wrote the book Masquerade of Angels, and she was at that conference with Ted Rice, who, and that, and Ted Rice's story is what the Masquerade of Angels is all about. It's about how he, during the summer of 1962, um, uh, was working at the Sun Valley Ski Resort in Idaho and uh, met the, these two women by the name of Maya and Lyra. And uh, they would not tell him very much about themselves um, other than that they lived in a mountain and uh, would not give him specifics until the very end of his uh, period of uh, work at that uh, ski resort in which they took him to their uh, spaceship and flew him to their underground base in the Andes Mountains. And they showed them how uh, they uh, created uh, hybrid humans, uh, clones of humans, and how they could transfer their consciousness from one body to another and in essence have eternal life. And uh, they transfer, uh, conducted a transformation uh, or a transfer of his consciousness to one of the clones, and it really freaked him out. Then they you know, wiped his mind with hypnosis and brought him back uh, to his home. And um, uh, he had to be, uh, undergo um, regressive hypnosis to be able to recover that information for uh, Dr. Carla Turner's book, uh, Masquerade of Angels. Well, in 1963, I was with my French class in France. We were coming back from the Mediterranean, from Cannes, and we stopped uh, in Paris, and then we stopped in Amsterdam, and we had three days for sightseeing in Amsterdam uh, before we would return home. And uh, on that first morning uh, in the lobby of the hotel, um, I was with some of my uh, colleagues there or uh, other uh, me members of the, uh, the French class, trying to decide where we were going to go. And this uh, uh, young, pretty woman standing by the side made eye contact with me. She came over and said, hi, I'm Maya. Uh, uh, what are you doing? And I told her, and she said, well, I, I would be, uh, I'd love to be your uh, guide uh, here and take you to all the tourist attractions. And I agreed. So for three days, we would meet, and she would take me to the different uh, uh, sites. And on the third day, she... 
uh, took me back to the zoo and we met Lyra. And then at the end of that three days, she wanted me to take her back to her room. And I asked if we could write because I was uh, very infatuated with her. Uh, and um, she uh, said, that's not possible. And I said, well, why? She, she said, I don't live here. And I said, where do you live? She said, in the mountains. I said, what mountains? She said, the Andes Mountains. So it was that uh, information that I later in 1994 connected to Ted Rice's story in The Masquerade of Angels that we mo both met, Maya and Lyra, both uh, authentic ETs in human bodies. So that's uh, one of the, the, the most amazing things in my life that I've ever uh, experienced is having those dots connected and, uh, uh, and brought to realize that uh, ET walks among us. They look like us. They put on street clothes. They can run for office. They can rule our nations. All of this. And we don't even know it. Oh, I strongly know it. I wouldn't say we. I know it. <laughs> Apparently you know yes. it. So there's two. Yes. That's two of us. Well, did you tell Dr. Bigelow? Uh, no. He, you asked the question, what do I think about Dr. Bigelow or Mr. Bigelow? And I um, was surprised by his uh, lack of enthusiasm about me. He, he hired me because Colm Kelleher wanted to hire me, uh, but he wasn't too impressed with my background and credentials. I don't know why. Probably because I was not an engineer. I was, uh, and, oh, okay. um, and I was a geologist. So what does a geologist know oh. about space So, So oh, uh, he didn't realize that we actually have been – coming and going and doing the study of uh, all races and all planets. So uh, we actually use people like you with your background for many reasons in our research projects. So uh, interestingly enough, you were chosen to do what you do. But you are the one here working with me now, so who is the joke on? Uh, yes. Mr. Bigelow. Yes. <laughs> he wanted yes. my data as I told you. So what happened? Uh, did he get, he really, I, I really believe from what I can see in the videos that he's an honest man and that he has a strong will to drive himself forward through, of course, the hotel chains into putting humanoids in space, in, at least in the stellar or solar system, in the solar warden area, possibly our solar uh well, the solar ambassador that we, SXET, and our groups uh, in the Allied Command have chosen, we're uh, pre presently talking with Dr. Ken R. Johnston, but uh, his uh, credibility is being challenged by uh, Oberg. Are you familiar with Mr. Oberg that oh, was yes. like an engineer yes. at NASA? Do you right. know anything I'm, you can tell us about him? Only that I've read some of his, um, you know, uh, uh, opinions on different sightings and things of this nature, and that's about it. I do not know the man. Okay. I have not spoken. So you can confirm that he is in a in a uh, human soul, or maybe not even a soul, but at least a container, possibly. You don't know whose side he's working on in space. Uh, you know anything about his no, uh, data or? His personal no. credentials on the planet? No, I do not. No, I do not. Uh, he's just seems right, to so be a spoiler, if anything. In other words, he was uh, trying to um, downplay any sightings. I mean, he wasn't um, uh, 
a, a true skeptic in the sense. He came across with uh, some reasonable in interpretations, as I recall, uh, but uh, he was not a strong supporter of uh, ET being here. So would you say that he is uh, possibly involved in misinformation, disinformation, or information enhancing? Well, uh, I, I don't like the word control. Uh, disinformation. He's just trying to uh, control the, the interpretation and the narrative on, on things. That was all. <clears throat> now, so could those... you, as an educated person, using your doctors in philosophy, state that this person that I'm referring to, and I've got to get firsthand information, but he has made contact with me via YouTube regarding sharing information with me, uh, basically not to call Ken R. Johnston Sr. doctor, which uh, Ken has written a book and uh, put all his data firsthand. So he is the real deal. So uh, I've seen it and I've had him on the show. So I was just wondering, uh, I haven't I invited him on the show, so I guess it's, it's going to be up to me to uh, get both sides of the story. But right now I'm covering Dr. Ken, well, I'll, let me just say Ken R. Johnston, but I will call him our, uh, he's a commander like myself in this realm of the Allied Command Organization, which you are mm -hmm. too as well. So uh, I don't know that uh, Mr. O Oberg would be a good fit, but we'll leave that open, right, because everybody will get a boat. And with the majority well, I think, I think you need to, yeah, TJ, you need to make up your own mind on him. All I can say is that I do not know him well enough to be able to pass judgment on him. I do know he has commented on I many different uh, 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 sightings, and um, he, he's, he's made a contribution. You know, he, I think he sincerely uh, you know, tries to do his best to uh, come to a, a, a scientific conclusion and if you can't call it, you know, alien spaceship, well, then what is it? You know, so he, he's been very uh, good from that standpoint of giving a good uh, uh, interpretation. Well, thank you for sharing that because you know more than I do. But, you, of course, I'm not going to pass judgment on either side. I've only had uh, uh, Ken – I'll just say Ken Johnston. How, how about Commander Johnston's? Uh, he's our fleet commander <laughs> as far as all our – domains and websites. I've asked him to take on a, a title to help us in uh, events and in our ACO event managers club or group or network, whatever. But we're we're all working together as far as I'm concerned, and that would include Mr. Oberg if he so chooses to join us. But I have seen on Google, if Google tells the truth about what they put out there from wherever they get their information, but we're all content providers. And I've seen uh, Mr. Oberg looks very uh, – astute and uh, his name is well known and traveled in the Hollywood circle anyway for like being a uh, I wonder if he would mind me saying a consultant because I, I like to say agents consultants and organizers in my ACO club because when I don't know where to put them uh, but until they come on this show and I can also vet them you know but uh, you're doing a pretty good job and uh, that was a pretty good response you had, but you have at least read his information, but not come to your own conclusion other than he is a contributor to right. the uh, UFO community. Would you yeah, say the alien a, ET he, UFO community, or does he just write about the nuts and bolts or the people 
supplying the information? Usually usually from the standpoint of being a representative of uh, our uh, space industry, NASA, okay? He writes uh, as a um, somebody who is uh, uh, being very careful in his wording about how uh, uh, something might be interpreted. In other words, what are the possibilities? And uh, so um, I wouldn't call him a debunker, uh, uh, but I wouldn't call him a, uh, a, a, a supporter of uh, alien uh, presence on Earth either. You think he's um, an apologist? Could be. Yeah, that, that's an interesting <laughs> uh, term. Very interesting term, yes. He, he could be an apologist. That's, that's, that's a great <laughs> word, yes. Well, we'll see. I'm playing uh, uh, devil's advocate, so uh, I don't know. But I understand he's a very tall man from Ken because Ken worked when we were at NASA in Houston. I, I, don't, I may have met Mr. Oberg. Uh, seems like I would remember him. I think he's either six three to six six. I forget. And he may know me because he talked to me like he did know me. So uh, interestingly enough. So that's going to be interesting. He probably knows Chris Kraft personally. Did, oh, did yeah. you meet well, any of the uh, NASA uh, personnel? Huh? Uh, oh, yeah. Do you know I, Chris? I, one of my one of, no, not not Chris, but one of my closest friends uh, works for JPL. Um, his name is Scott Stride, and he engineered and developed the telecommunications system for the Mars rover, and now he's on the uh, he- Mars helicopter team. And uh, we we have exchanged a lot of information. He doesn't tell me anything that's you know classified or, or uh, privileged, but uh, he helps me quite a bit, and and he's helping me edit my book that is about re- done and ready to be published. So um, uh, I, I very much cherish my. Uh, friendship with Scott. He's been there when I've uh, been at my lowest. Let me put it that way and, and help build me up. So, uh, uh, well, you know, Doug Olvey here in Florida, I know, you know, a lot of people in the Miami area, Doug Olvey has been one of my investigators in the past for the ACO and ACIR. Uh, and I, and down in, uh, Florida, uh, Doug Olvey, he worked on the Rover too like bouncy balloon things on Mars or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, how, how, you've got to land the craft before you can operate it. Right. Yeah, yeah. can't crash. <laughs> exactly. So his name's Douglas A. Olvey, folks, but he's in Florida. He's still alive as far as I know. But a lot of us are getting older, the ones in the biologicals walking around, walking and talking as ourselves as humanoids. Uh, some of us are called ETs, walk-ins, uh, hybrids, uh, cyborgs. I call myself a bilocator because I've reached that level of working with consciousness as the theory of everything. Where, <laughs> Of course, I was the same place 12 years ago in 2007. So, you know, one of the things that the extraterrestrials did for me was give me a lot of data on a wall. And it was after they had a television show called Chuck. I don't know if you ever saw the TV show Chuck, uh, Dr. Bruce. Did you? It was no, a TV no, show called Chuck. It was hilarious because they had data that was put into his mind. I don't know if it was by uh, the intelligence community. I forgot the storyline. But he's going to be the new uh, kid. Uh, what is the? There's a. I'm not. I'm not uh, familiar with the television or the movie. He's coming out. The the character that played in Chuck. But the point was not the television to plug it. 
or the new movie coming out or the new TV series that he's in, but people will be going, oh, they'll be telling me through the radio waves. But uh, the point was that the data that I received was on the wall like a shadow, but it wasn't a shadow. It was like uh, data information live streaming with uh, like a sunbeam. I can't explain it on the wall, but I wrote about it. I believe it was 2007. It was before my uh, publisher in Canada died. His name was Dirk Vanderplug. Are you familiar with him? UFO Digest, by chance? No. No, I haven't run into his name. Okay. All right. It's funny how our brains work together and we're putting history together, isn't it? I find that extremely amazing. Well, let's go back to why I think. Why we're brought together, uh, TJ, is that we each contain different pieces of the puzzle. And uh, I think by combining uh, our data, we can get a bigger uh, sense of what the puzzle might look like when it's complete. So That's wonderful. Well, 95 forward. I never thought I'd come back to Florida. I love Florida. I fly in and out of Pensacola. And uh, my kids left Fort Walton, and my sister was married to Air Force in Fort Walton. And so this strip on 98 between Pensacola and Fort Walton was sort of back and forth, but my children loved it here, and uh, my husband was originally born in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's their father, Stephen Lee Parrish, that worked for NASA and uh, Houston and then back over to Kennedy, but he was a government contractor. But he was originally cleared, as was I, by uh, the first time NASA in government personnel back in the day when they actually had physical paper and you had to fill out your for your clearances, right? So he and I both, from the age of teenagers out of high school, and uh, they track you for at least ten years, right? And then I was a rehire in the uh, went to Washington D.C. in May tenth on May tenth, nineteen eighty seven, on a Thursday, and a girl named Terry got in touch with me. But I saw some tall ETs there too. They were wearing Navy uniforms. But I something you know how you get a, a precognition or empathic hit. Uh, yeah. I knew they were from another planet, but they talked to me into my head. <laughs> so I figured that's why they had me sitting where I was on the steps. I've been put in many positions in my life. I don't know if you have that are very. Uh, Deja vu are very uh, set up, and you can feel it. You know it's for a reason, and then you feel it. It's precognition, and then it happens. So well, uh, I've been around a lot I of extraterrestrials. A, I, have a, I have a quick story, if you don't mind. Uh, maybe the audience would be interested in this. Um, uh, when I was working with uh, Richard Hoagland, um, uh, his his um, um, uh, producer, uh, uh, Ken Thea Love, um, became, we became good friends and we communicated on the phone quite a bit and uh, at that particular time I had uh, met uh, been introduced to two, my uh, hybrid children okay and uh, I was um, telling her uh, how, how um, emotionally uh, distraught I was that I couldn't meet them that I couldn't uh, they wouldn't come down to earth or be allowed uh, for us to have a physical a contact with one another and um, this was uh, amazing it's taken me quite a bit of time to realize their uh, the ET's ver- uh, attitude towards biological uh, um, offspring and that the only time you can really call a child uh, uh, you know that your own is when you raise that child if you have not no uh, 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 no time spent with that child in, as a child develops then you're really not that child's parent, okay? 
And uh, so my three children were all raised by somebody else. And thus I couldn't uh, claim them as uh, my children. And uh, that was the most difficult thing. And I told Kinsey of this and I said, I, how can I get in touch with them and let them know how, how incredible I feel uh, about discovering that, I, that uh, Bonnie and I have, have uh, produced three children. And she says, well, why don't you write, I'm being told to sit down at your computer and write them a letter. And, th- and I said, well, where am I going to send it? <laughs> what address do I put on it? Outer space? I mean, that's going to be, uh, it's like putting, uh, uh, you know, the North Pole for uh, letters to Santa Claus. And um, then she said, no, I'm being told that all you have to do is write it and it will be received and delivered. And I said, whoa, okay. So I wrote the letter, this beautiful letter. And when I finished, I saved it. And I immediately got a telepathic uh, message that the mess- that my letter had been received and it will be delivered um, uh, when, when uh, uh, Anora comes back. And I was, whoa, what's going on here? You know, and I mean, I was just you know, sort of pinching myself. Is this for real? So I decided uh, with all that energy in me to go out for a walk. So I walked downtown Red Bank. You know, it's walking along Main Street. And suddenly I uh, get this telepathic ma- message. Um, Anora has returned. I mean, Anora has returned and she's been given your letter. And I stopped waiting for more information, but something extraordinary happened. Suddenly, even though I was standing on sidewalk, uh, on a, a street side, what I was seeing and with my eyes was through the eyes of Kara, who was, was Bonnie. And I was seeing and looking into this room where, uh, where Honora was situated. It was a fairly large room with many workstations on it and some uh, uh, doors and, and hallways coming off of it. And she's looking at this, um, uh, this letter that was printed out wherever she was, and suddenly she starts to cry, and she runs down through that door and down the hall and disappears into a side room. And uh, the, the narrator, well, Kara said, uh, was narrating this and said, uh, Nora has, has uh, gotten upset over reading your letter. And, uh, uh, and so uh, Kara started walking down the hall to her room and uh, knocked on the door, and the door opened, and, uh, and Kara said, uh, uh, that I was uh, seeing through her eyes and that she could talk to me directly. So I was looking at my uh, daughter uh, standing there in this alien uh, location, wherever it was. And uh, I, I thanked her and she uh, said it was a wonderful letter. She never expected to get anything like this. And uh, then uh, Carrot walked down the hall and uh, to uh, the engine room, wherever that was, in the basement or the, another part of the, uh, the ship, if it was a ship, and I met my son, Kyle. And uh, we had an exchange of words, and I was staring at him directly as if I was there in person. And as soon as that ended, I found myself standing on the sidewalk again, um, and, and I, my, eye, my sight was returned to, to this world, and I, I was just blown away. I think anybody would if they went through something like that. But uh, that's not the only time that I've seen through somebody else's eyes. And I've interestingly enough right. met other people 
that have seen through other people's eyes. One one friend said his girlfriend had that capability, and uh, he would see through her eyes, and it and it freaked him out. So, well, we're going to learn some new uh, nomenclature, taxonomy, uh, epistemology, our ways to speak to each other about things that before were only thought of in Hollywood in the movies that somebody made up with fantasy or science fiction, such as Philip K. Dick or Gene Roddenberry. But now we're looking at people like you and me talking like this is our normal, and that's what the exposure to disclosure people are about is – The disclosure is based on each individual and what level of intel, uh, whether it's academically or spiritually or socially or even uh, emotionally. We're working together to do our best to be holistic. Is that the proper way you think I should say that is uh, for body, mind, spirit? Yes. We each – there have been many, many uh, people who don't even know they're abductees. And, and have been allowed to live their life thinking that this is all there is in this reality. And we want a part of the disclosure is there for their awakening, individual awakening. And they will all go through the same process that we've gone through. And um, I, I, I would never go back. Uh, you know, that would be like, uh, you know, living in a, in a fantasy world uh, where I was before without knowing what uh, possibilities there are. And who I'm connected to, related to. Uh, during the 1994 and 95, uh, I was introduced to other Caridonians that lived near me. And my wife said, Yes, I'm a Caridonian too. And my Caridonian name is Katya. And I said, What the heck is going on here? You know, so I, it was difficult for me, uh, TJ, to accept this as a reality, but it, it, it sort of has to grow on you just as this world has to grow on every baby as it's growing up. When it's born into this world, this world is alien to that baby. And uh, they have to get used to it. And they have to learn from their parents and from peers what is going on here. And they are gradually programmed to accept this world a certain way, the way uh, they, usually the way the government or religions want us to accept it. And many times that is not where the true reality lies. And uh, then the awakening essentially um, uh, opens up new doors and new possibilities to the invisible world. And that's one of the biggest things that uh, uh, major changes that science is going to have to deal with is the invisible world. Uh, they want exactly. nuts and bolts. They you know, want to be able to uh, grab something and take it into the lab and experiment on it and dissect it. And, and they're not going to be able to do that with this invisible world. They're going to have to learn how to well, deal with it. Tangible. Just as a, right. They're going to have to tangible deal, deal and intangible. Right. Is as, what as, I, as astronomers. How does an astronomer know that the sun is made up of the way it is with all of these hydrogen helium gases and with undergoing nuclear fusion and fission? And this is all interpretation. No scientist has gone out and grabbed a chunk of the sun and brought it back and stuck it in his laboratory and, and analyzed it. Uh, they have to do it by remote uh, sensing, by instrumentation, by analyzing the, the, uh, the signals and the w- energy uh, coming from uh, 
stellar objects to know what they are. And it is ultimately, uh, they are determining reality remotely. And they're going to have to do the same thing with uh, uh, ETs, with ghosts, uh, with uh, the paranormal. It's, it's, paranormal is really just a part of normal that uh, we haven't come to uh, fully accept yet. Right. Now, in our paranormal group in my ACO club, I really respect Dr. Rick Allen Miller thus far. He's been on my show probably more than four times, but I uh, need to get some of his books and have him uh, assist us. Uh, he's an expert in teaching uh, ESP and has written many books uh, on that, but uh, in the paranormal field, and I will have those uh I guess in my ACO club uh, under advanced communications, I'm not sure yet how to, we're getting organized in 2019 for our big event 2020 and we don't even know where we're going to have it because we knew we were going to start exposing disclosure uh, by many different agencies around the planet with many different space agencies and uh, who would get to Mars first, which will probably be, I don't know, Chinese, Russians, maybe America. Who do you think is going to get to Mars in this reality first? Who will get to Mars first? Which group of Terrans on this planet? Uh, because we're all, you know, uh, we're, we don't want to say we're one world order at all because the people believe that only the top one percenters can afford to get there. You know, I guess, uh, I don't know, Elon Musk, Richard Branson. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Richard, but who uh, – dropping names here for the people that may get to Mars before you and I do. But, you know, the only thing smarter, I think, than consciousness is the, uh, faster than the speed of light thoughts, right? So thoughts, mm -hmm. those thoughts, T-H-O-T. But uh, with you and me, we've already graduated out of that into a different level of the ACO Invisible College. And after seven years in God's term on this planet, you can get your uh, first level 101, go from a zero-point energy or zero level of uh, human uh, – how is that? The matrix, maybe, I guess we could say, to opening an awareness in the Ascension Age, which was allegedly supposed to be, according to the Mayan calendar, 12-21-12 at 11-11, I was uh, – I was told by many authors and people, psychics and things, but people were disappointed. Nothing happened at that exact time. It's like there wasn't one person to go to the lawn of the White House and, and park and go, we're here. Hello. You know, well, nothing there, like there, there, Hollywood. Some, there have been some recalculations based on new information on that date, that calendar, calendar, and it turned out, according to them, it was 2016, not 2012. And it came and went with, with at the time that uh, Trump uh, won the election. That was the, the, the uh, <laughs> turning point. So for those I sort who of heard something young, about that, it yeah, was with so a, a would, drop instead of yeah. So, so that that yeah. was the big turnover is going. And this may have been they say the beginning of the age of the of Aquarius when it when it uh, truly kicks off at that at 2016. So we are now out of uh, the age of Pisces, according to them. So um, that's Okay, that's so that was January 20th, January 20th or 23rd. When was the president, uh, President Trump, uh, officially initiated? Uh, I've forgotten the dates. It used to, it it would have been, be been November. 
Yeah, but he was elected in in November of 2016. It was uh, January of 2017 that he uh, was um, uh, uh, came to office, and and when he took the oath of office. So okay, uh, but should we use that that historically? Should you and I in the ACO club use that or not for the ACO club people like you and me or not? I don't know. Should we de- uh, more, more, more Do you have it archived? Uh, Do you have, where, have where it archived? I, uh, I, I the reason don't know is, where it is. I, well, I did a book on Ascension Age 2012 and beyond, and I don't even know what, where my mind was at that time. I came and went already. It's like a I've got that T-shirt, right? <laughs> but I do get credit for writing Knowing Cosmology, but only because the world let me or Google or Amazon or Microsoft or whoever's out there in cyberspace wanted it, you know, put together. And uh, it's ridiculous, but knowing cosmology is my thing now, I guess. I'm a cosmologist. I can't believe it just because I get credit for one book. Go ahead. I I remember I I heard this uh, on a a part about the Mayan prophecy on uh, the History Channel. It was a, a show that was on a couple nights ago. And um, oh. that was what, yeah, that was very recent. That's why I, it was fresh in my mind that they were saying that uh, they went back and found more evidence uh, where uh, and, and found out there were some stones that had fallen off. And they put them up and found out that the date was after 2012 and uh, somewhere around, uh, you know, December of 2016, which would have been a time that Trump uh, officially was recognized as um, as the president. So, uh, well, in my ACO club, where am I going to put you? Uh, because being a paleo, you've got several degrees, and uh, but you're like me, you're eclectic. So we're just ACO club guys, girls, or ETs, or ET experiencers, whatever. or CE5s. Or, there's so much, so much information out there that people call you. There's so many, I don't know what hat we're supposed to wear tonight, but. It's part of the exposure to disclosure time. So I called it the Ascension Age, folks. You can read my books if you're into it, Ascension Age. Uh, I'm T.J. Morris, Ascension Age, no big deal. I'm just everyday person that just was in some extraordinary experiences due to life and death and death and dying and out-of-body experiences and CE5. But now, have you worked with Dr. Stephen Greer? Because it was back in the 80s, I believe, when I was involved in a big meeting about, and I remember it being all men, and we got him on the telephone or something. But I kept going, but I just said, let him do it. They wanted me to do it all, and I was like, I'm not going public at this particular time. So he was an ER doctor or something at the time, I believe. Do you, did you ever meet Dr. Stephen Greer? Because he was uh, yes. Yes, in I, charge of the group with, anyway. I had lunch with him in New Go York ahead. City back in 19, I think at 96 or 97. And um, uh, we, he, that's the only actual contact or, or any attempt by him to reach out to me, although I, I do get his newsletters. And um, uh, I don't quite understand, you know, his uh, why he didn't want to invite me into his CSETI group. Um, but I, I, since then, I've gotten the feeling that he, he felt that we were uh, uh, too much alike, and and you know, on oh. independent paths. 
and so that uh, I wouldn't uh, serve under him. Let me put it that way. That was one of the reasons why I don't think he uh, uh, invited me to uh, be a member of CSETI. Oh, okay. Well, I've heard that from a lot of people, including one just recently that made contact with me in Facebook, I believe. People are finding me like crazy, I guess due to where, like you said, something to do with the sun or the low energy or something like that. You want to explain that to people. You were telling me something to do with the ebb and flow of the sunspots or something earlier today. What was that? Yes, there there does seem to be a correlation, a crude correlation. Uh, between uh, low number of sunspots, low sun activity, and increased um, uh, UFO uh, sightings and activity. Uh, Certainly, my area, uh, the last high point before was around uh, uh, 1989 in that general area, and then you had a decline in sunspot activity until 1995. And then uh, that's when we had our uh, major, uh, you know, encounters, and then it gradually increased again in, in the late 90s, and suddenly the pine bush uh, phenomena just stopped, and then uh, the, you got another peak um, in in around 2000 uh, with Bush coming in 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 office, and uh, you have very few act uh, activities in 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 the first decade of 2000, but since then activity has been picking up. Uh, quite uh, rapidly as you're, we're dropping, uh, passing uh, into another uh, sunspot low in, in part of its cycle now. And we're right at the very bottom of that cycle now. So th- uh, this is a time when a lot of uh, sightings uh, should be made. Um, and I, I, that's what I'm hearing. And a lot of interest is picking up. So, um, Well, tell me more about Dr. Bigelow's. Since you just all you did basically is have lunch and Dr. Uh, Greer was it an interview or was it a lunch or were other people with you or did lunch. you decide to lunch. meet? No, we just had a had a lunch. We met each other. We talked. We compared notes and and that was it. Nothing more. And hmm. uh, Greer brought one of his um, uh, groups out to Pine Bush, uh, out to that area to the uh, a state line farm there and had a session, a C SETI session in which they tried to bring um, um, uh, alien craft uh, close to them, and the only thing they got were black helicopters. That's what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Not the same. (laughs) Not the same. Not the same. Well, then let's go back to Bigelow, because the black helicopters also wound up around me with MUFON, with Barry Gaunt, who was the – Let's see, Earl Benezet was the MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, uh, pres- <clears throat> excuse me, president, our state director of Kentucky. When I moved, well, I've been there since on and off with my husband because his family was, he was born in Tippecanoe County, Lafayette, Indiana, but his family would move over from Hoosiers to Kentucky there, and they were in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, but uh, not that that matters, except I would drive my motorcycle. I loved the motorcycle, 36 miles or so over to the Bowling Green Library for that mutual UFO network meeting. But I met Barry Gott there, and, and Earl Benazit took my picture, which is used in cyberspace now with white hair and sort of chin length or so, and uh, that was the same year the ETs told my daughter 
to uh, give this Gulf Breeze photo. They had, I knew something was coming because all of a sudden I decided to get interested in MUFON and again after so many years because I was supposed to stay away from any UFO groups to do the real deal for the ACR or the Allied Command Intergalactic Relation Group and for uh, what would they call the ACR as far as Advisory Council Intergovernment Relations. So I was sort of wearing two hats at the time. So I couldn't really go around, you know, being a bona fide investigator or government personnel or in and out of country back in the day and then go play with the MUFON, you know, people. And uh, But I decided to go ahead and get with Dr. McDonald. No, no, he wasn't doctor. He was captain. Captain McDonald, uh, James Carrion had something going on. And I don't know if some controversy happened in MUFON back then. I don't know if it, uh, the story was the old guys in the directorships for MUFON at the time versus the new alien ETs moving in with the real deal and the government wanting to move in and control and Bigelow controlling. They had me so confused, I didn't know who was in charge. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I bought the $75 program. Well, they call it there, and believe it or not, if you pay $75, you think you'd keep it. I didn't. It's back in the uh, – I know Kathy Mar uh, – Kathy, what's Kathy's last name? Mar- what's Mar- the, Mar- Mar- Barney Hill's uh, Kathy Marden? Marden, right? Yeah, Marden? Yeah, uh, Betty, yeah, Marden, right? B- Betty Hill. Yeah, I talked to uh, her. Is her uh, aunt. Kathy, yeah, I talked to her aunt. back then. And Marden, right? Right, Martin. Betty and Barney Hill's niece are. Right. Anyway, I talked to her in 2008, but uh, actually, I learned from her from Stanton Friedman in Canada. Are you familiar with Stanton in the UFO business? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had conversations with him. So, you know, before he died, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, me too. All right, so you, oh good, yeah, I'm a Stanton fan. He uh, he was with Don Berliner when I was directed to him by the ETs, but uh, they'd given me a message to take personally to Glenn Dennis. Before I, I knew he was going to pass, but uh, that's the only thing about being a precognition or knowing things sometimes and being sent as a messenger. Back in the old days, they called them angels, right? <laughs> right. But I did too when I was a little girl. I didn't know that's the term was angels, you know. So uh, various talks on that, but ETs too. But with you and me, uh, we need to compare the people, I think, for our ACO club or those that we would say is an alumni of the old guys. So, that, uh, so you did meet Stanton. Did you meet George Filer? Because he was one of the old guys. Oh, yeah. George Filer and I are very good friends. He wrote uh, six pages in his book called uh, Strange Craft uh, on, on our uh, – our experiences together. So, uh, and in 2007, yeah, we've been out in the field and we've uh, had uh, performances put on right in front of us. Uh, so, um, I've written that up and in 2017 and 2018, I think he had me in, uh, he publishes about 50, um, news articles, uh, you know, uh, every week. And he had me in about, uh, 30 of his articles, articles that I had sent in, he published in his uh, wow. file as files. So, yeah, um, he talked I, to me I'm, back in the day. He talked to me yeah. about uh, Filer's files and not to forget him when I decided to move forward with the UFO Association, but I got him and Stanton to approve and give me 
carte blanche, you know, to promote them a long time ago, before even MUFON in 2008. So because I'd done Dr. J. Allen Hynek in the uh, him in uh, space, uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, I guess it was on an airplane, uh, jet or something like that. You know, uh, I was investigator in and out of country and in and out of Houston. But I believe I met him before he died on this planet. So some wow. people said, when did you meet him? And, wow. Yeah, I and got here to meet I am dropping, you know, and here I am doing all my research in in uh, the the counties where he uh, did work in in the night siege and writing that uh, um, you know that book about uh, the, uh, the 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 giant monster craft in the Hudson Valley. Uh, he was um, the senior author of that book, Night Siege, and about the thousands and thousands of sightings that people had of of that those craft, which was extraordinary. I haven't Nothing read like that. that. No, oh he knew goodness. me personally, I'm... like one on one. He wanted to meet me. The ETs arranged it, so uh, I I met you know, him personally. Now, saying... I know Paula. You keep huh? on saying what? that ET, ET arranges this and arranges that. And, uh, you know, that's the, the conclusion I've come to. Everything in my life has been be predetermined. Everything that all, yes. all my all my four marriages and my four divorces have been arranged, literally. I mean, uh, as, as – Well, I couldn't as, confirm uh, or deny that. I just know that I'm free to talk now as of uh, June 1st, June 2019. I don't know if anybody else is, but uh, – June 3rd, 2019, something like that. And I don't know, it has something to do with the levels of uh, clearances and the levels of need to know and what they want to expose as to, or disclose. Uh, right. Don't then you, get, you were in, you call And then it, we made contact. What do you, I mean, I've, I've heard about it. I know, but I still don't know people. how. Yeah. But you said, we uh, made contact. you said that for, for years you could have come on, at least in the last seven years, but why would – no one, and you even know George Filer and uh, Tom Tom Sinisi, or I saw Tom yeah. Sinisi's name on yeah. some of your data. That's uh, the UFOs that we uh, put out to track. So uh, tell me about. Gosh, we got so many people in our life, but now Tommy has been with me. He was introduced to me uh, seven years ago on this station, uh, June six, I believe. 2012, with Janet Carolesson brought him on. They were interested. They had met with a gentleman out of New York and Hawaii, and they both went to meet David Icke. And Janet apparently had a David Icke, I think, stay at her house before or after then. But uh, Janet Carolesson, her name was Janet Lynn Thompson, and she married uh, Dr. Alexander Philip Lesson, Ph.D. in anthropology with masters in psychology, and he was running our Ascension Center. But back then it was called uh, Tantra Temple, I think, and she kept the name Tantra Temple. But she agreed, at least uh, for the, when we first met, she was handling. I, I was I was tracking Project Pegasus. Uh, to put the data properly in, uh, you know, finding of facts, uh, who, what, when, where, why, and the, the real data versus uh, the comic book portion or fandom portion, right? And uh, came across uh, her name actually again. She resurfaced from when I knew her in '93, but I didn't know that she knew Dr. Lesson. I had talked to him on a phone in, from Maui back when I lived there. 
and he would help veterans, but I was running 89 till 94, a certain project for the government and in and out of the NIS offices and, uh, oh, FBI, all that kind of stuff. You know, I was an investigator, but I was in and out of uniform too, civilian and wearing my reservist uniform. But uh, none of that mattered. And then she and I came across each other, people synergistically involved, size seminars. Then she came to uh, the Hilton Hawaiian Village when I was doing uh, recording television for India. I was doing a psychic show, you know, showing my ESP kind of stuff. It was really big back then. It was right after 85 and all that time with Shirley MacLaine. So we had a big uh, psychic thing. We're having one here in June, too, people, if you're interested in New Horizons uh, here at Navarre Conference Center. I'm just going to throw that in real quick. I think it's June 26th. But if you're interested, look up Marsha Boserhain. Uh She's on Facebook. And uh, what's her first name? Gee, I can't think of her name, but it's important because uh, some people have to go learn the nuts and bolts of the who, what, when, where, why, how of ETs, including how you can use ESP or how you can use Tarot tools because we're all psychic. And we all just have to learn to reuse. I don't say use, but reuse because we all have that power. But anyway, let's get back to Dr. Bruce. But Dr. Bruce, we can go all over because we inspire each other to tell the truth. Even as strange as it sounds, I, I like to use the word metaphysics. Are you okay with that word? Because it encompasses a lot. About what? Repeat, please. I was wondering if you were okay with using the word metaphysician because I I can go all over with you talking about data. And we're having a psychic uh, fair and a health and wellness. We've incorporated under integrative medicine. Uh, you probably don't keep up with the government levels, even though you've been a paleontologist. But uh, this is in UFO and alienology because we're, gr we're growing ufology and cryptozoology together with alienology and uh, – history and mythology and the psychic side the type you and I talk mm -hmm. about uh, ET ESP <laughs> seventh sense right. you know that's the, I haven't heard ESP how do you feel about that in a long time you know, uh, you know I did, now today it's called telepathy I guess you know ESP is, is more encompassing right it doesn't just include telepathy it includes a, a, a higher senses um, have you ever heard of a woman by the name of Nancy Dutartre? Uh, she, um, she calls herself no. the, the, um, the, the psychic warrior or something like that. Um, she is a, a very uh, well-known psychic, uh, wrote the book uh, Psychic Intuition uh, that I've been reading, and it's, and it's amazing, uh, her intuition an understanding of all of this. She's on Facebook. You just you can bring her up very quickly, and she's uh, she will respond to you. She uh, is very highly educated and um, uh, done lo a lot of things in the psychic world. Uh, worked for uh, police departments and, and finding lost children and things like that. So um, uh, she is um, somebody that I think that uh, you need to uh, talk to as well because of her background. And expertise uh, in in uh, ESP and, uh, and telepathy and everything like that. Well, that's but, a part uh, of our ACO club. Can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay, ACO Club will entail many tracks in our events, but we still don't know where we're going to have it in 2020 <laughs> and who the teachers or the speakers or the panel discussions will involve. We're, we're just putting together an event uh, committee. If you'll go to acoassociation.com, folks, and want to get involved, you can join whether you're in integrative medicine or uh, body, mind, spirit, health, our uh, spirituality, that's all part of our, uh, oh, in uh, folk life, anthropology, and then under uh, anthropology comes folk life if you're going to University of Kentucky in Bowling Green. <laughs> if not, I don't know how you cover it down here, but uh, Dr. Rick Allen Miller is a consultant in our ESP division and in our ACE Metaphysical Institute. And uh, um, you know what's funny? You talk about my ACO club like you've been part of it forever, like eternally, like reincarnation, karma, dharma stuff, because you talked about the ACO Invisible College, and I've just granted your friend, you said you knew Tony, not Tony R. Elliott, Tom, Tom Sinisi, right? And he, Thomas Anthony right. Sinisi is Tommy Hawksblood by a different father, Hawksblood One. And he has adventures to the strange, but he started here on TJ Marcy T Radio with Janet Carol Lesson over bringing me the request by the UTs, I guess, to help them form Stargate to the Cosmos. Did you track him or that uh, uh, conference? It finally actually happened in October of 2018. My daughter was ill and I couldn't attend, but uh, Ken R. Johnston did, and he is our representative now in Albuquerque. For Stargate to the Cosmos, or at least, uh, well, I think she signed that that brand to Gloria Hawker for the meetup group there in Albuquerque. But did you track him, or the? Uh, can you give me any data on uh, Thomas and your opinion of him, please? Tom, no, I can't. Uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not that familiar with him. Uh, but but I mean, you're not talking about Tommy Sinisi, are you? Yes, you just—I wow. I was wondering because I saw—I saw on the photograph. Oh, oh because yeah, Thomas Anthony Sinisi Tom, is he, yeah, Tommy he always goes by that's, Tom. That's him. Yeah, Tommy Hawksblood. Right. I thought you were talking about somebody else. I'm sorry. Um, I'm no, first. Okay, okay. let's get that clear. All right. Let's, let's get that clear because you—you you just brought up a very important part of communications one-on-one, even people like you or me familiar with ETs, is the fact that you can think you know someone or somebody by their given Christian name on this planet or given name or on their birth certificate versus their code name or handle or uh, truck name or <laughs> ham, ham operator name, whatever you want to call it, versus their author name or their pen name. And I've had that on Facebook with a girl named Chant Hannah, which I shouldn't even give her the time of day on here because that's not her real name. But uh, the point being with Facebook is they allow people to have and use other names that aren't really their names. So Tommy just had to have hawk's blood, but they still haven't gone after Chant Hannah. But she personally firsthand told me that was not her real name, and she's using it on other stations. So people, if you want us to follow us, and I've got Teresa J. Thurmond Morris, and I was born Teresa Jeanette Thurmond, just so you know, and I'm not hiding from anybody, so I'm owning my story, and I'm going back to my roots, but I'm trying to compare and connect the dots with Dr. Bruce Cornett here, PhD, and Bruce, you knew the same man I did, but I never met him in human form, 
However, I have well, worked I, with him I, on the Strategic I, I, for CT Radio. I met Tommy if it's a uh, in 19... Pardon? All right, let's figure out if we're talking about the same person because I've never met him I, in I human met, form. Well, well, Tommy lives in, in Hawaii, the big island right now. Um, and uh, he, um, I met him first in 1996 uh, through uh, another friend, and uh, we went out into the field together, and we uh, documented some extraordinary uh, flyovers by the manta ray, um, one right after another after another. And uh, uh, we became close friends, and then he introduced me to Brian uh, Williams, known as Sargal 18. And we all went together out to the uh, so-called vortex to Wanakew, New Jersey, and uh, experienced a lot of uh, paranormal activity of, of portals opening up, strange creatures coming through the portal, uh, being captured on photographs. And uh, um, then in 1999, uh, he and, and, uh, and uh, Brian Williams broke up, and, uh, and I broke up with them, and we didn't uh, communicate until just a couple of years ago when uh, I finally reconnected with Tommy. And when, but by that time, he had moved out to uh, Hawaii and uh, had his own radio show, which I thought was amazing uh, that uh, he has gone, taken that uh, bend in, in his life. And he was telling me things he never talked about when we were out together in the field about his uh, past lives, although he said he had past lives, but he never got into detail. Now that seems to be the only thing he, he ever talks about is um, – you know, about uh, his experience as a uh, temple uh, priestess uh, who knew uh, Mary Magdalene and Jesus. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where Tommy's going with all of this. He wants to get the message straight, he says, about that the uh, New Testament does not tell the true story about Jesus but uh, the problem is with that is that it's the, the story that is in the Bible is so ingrained within our religious religions and within people's minds that he, he's not going to be able to change anything uh, in terms of people's attitude or belief systems. Um, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Uh, I listen to him, and I'm, I'm amazed at what he says, and I tend to agree with him. I have a you know, psychic sense that what he's saying is true. That he's not lying. So, um, but where where do you go with with information like that, TJ? You know, when when somebody says your your sacred uh, cherished beliefs about God are untrue, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, what I worked with him on, but I deleted this show Sunday, although it was uh, his soul partner Namgal's birthday, and she came on and just said consciousness is awareness, but another guy named Bruce. I don't know. I go through Tom's. Now I'm going through Bruce's, Dr. Bruce McAbee. And this Bruce Fenton, who is uh, in, involved in anthropology and, and pushing human uh, origins back to Australia um, tens of thousands of years before any humans ever got into Africa. Um, and uh, he has a book, called Into Africa, Theory of Human Evolution, which is quite amazing. I uh, will put a plug in for him for that. And he lives with his wife in Australia, and they do a lot of anthropology down there. But his name is Bruce, too. And uh, interestingly enough, now I'm running into a whole bunch of Ryans. Ryan Burns, uh, Ryan Skinner, uh, Ryan Sprague, they're all on, on uh, 
the same uh, page in, in Facebook. Uh, so this is fascinating that, uh, you know, names pop up. Yeah, they're similar. Well, yeah, I'd and, like to talk to you about that because I have Bruce down in the Philippines, and he helped me and Marta Thomas when we were forming uh, Pyramidology and, and going to give that a big plug because she, even though she was with MUFON, as an investigator or a, a star investigator, which I never finished that story about uh, Robert Bigelow coming in in 2008 and wanting the uh, files, right? But it happened to be mine, and I was just having uh, ETs uh, in my yard <laughs> and at wow. midnight. And as long as it was the good ones, I can usually feel them, but I wasn't sure because I, th- I was concerned about the black triangle with the red lights. I didn't know if it was the government because we have those or if it was another group that my husband and I weren't real fond of. They're researchers. And our people that look like us uh, in the uh, Allied Command and in the uh, – uh, well, I'm, I'm with the higher level uh, – Extension of humanoids, all right? I guess you'd say Aryans. I don't know how to say that properly. But uh, they're uh, – and I'm not I'm not prejudiced on this planet about the melanin. My God, that's the whole reason they have it, so they can work better in the sun. But, you know, and all these different genomes and uh, different DNA because my family's turning out to be part of the browning of America with my grandsons and granddaughters, you know, mixed – Race, black, Mexican, Indian, you know, you name it. It's all mixed now down here in the south. You know, I don't know about up north, but down here. So it's not about that, folks. Please don't get me wrong. The Indo-European or any of that we're known for in the ET business are the ones that look like us. But I did work with some Nordics. I'm not going to lie. I worked with some little T's, Grace, and, you know, and when I was in the business, the name uh, Semyase was a sign of respect, like uh, I was called that back in the days in Colorado and back in Tibet in my past life. So, you know, when I met uh, Tommy, I was Tara, and I used green, white, red, blue, you name it, you know, depending on what I was flying around in in Japan, but uh, in Tibet. And so that was a past life, and so we were going over that. But uh, other than that, I don't know I've ever met Tommy in human form, but now I've promoted him and marketed him, and he came on my radio show, and Janet did too to promote that Stargate to the Cosmos. But I completed that contract. took me seven years or six. She did that in October 2018. So we had no written contract, just a mutual agreement. She would promote Ascension Center for me if I promoted Stargate to the Cosmos for her, right? It sounds like a nice agreement. So she still has ascensioncenter.net, and I don't know what she's going to do with it or give it to Tommy. But now, so we are talking about the same Tommy because Tommy talks – Tommy could get the franchise for my club. Uh, We're talking about it because he was helping run Ace Metaphysical Institute, Ace Folk Life, while she was running Ascension Center because – they were on the same island, but they didn't get along, so they took separate islands with my franchise, TJ T Radio. But now, I don't know what to do. Like you said, you don't know which t- direction Tommy's going. I don't know what direction Jan's going, but they both have their own blog talk radio, uh, what would you call it, platform, radio uh-huh. channel? <laughs> so you could be on either one of their shows if they call you and ask you to. Well, uh, how would you like to work with some of my people? I've got uh, – I've just completed 
seven years with both Tommy Anthony Sinisi, also known as Tommy Hawksblood Sinisi on Facebook, and uh, Janet Lynn Thompson, also known now as Janet Kara Lesson, married to Dr. Alexander Philip Lesson of uh, Hawaii. And I love them, but I love all three of them, but I've spent seven years with them. And now I'm off to promoting the ACO Club, Advanced Communications.Agency, and uh, the Allied Command Organization here on uh, American Communications Online. How do you feel about that? Because I don't understand why, Tommy, it never got you on this show. I don't understand. Well, yeah, well, his comments, I mean, he was having difficulty working with you, and he was always having being in an argument with you. And the only time he your name ever came up was when he was mad at you, and so <laughs> in that, in that uh, in, in mental framework. Now, he's not going to recommend that I go contact you or or, or try to get me to uh, uh, work with somebody he he's having uh, difficulty with. So that's where uh. I, I don't think he um, ever uh, recommended that I uh, contact you. So. Okay. Well, that's okay. I love him no matter what, but everybody knows that. Uh, I guess not everybody in the world can get along with me. I'll admit I'm I'm very low maintenance, but when it comes to levels of intelligence trying to convince me of your way of thinking, I'm pretty hard-headed. I'm a Capricorn, (laughs) Aquarian rising. Oh, really? Okay. I'm hard. I think logical, and I, I'm very trained left brain. I mean, come on. I went to law enforcement, psychology, you know, criminal justice, forensics, you know. I went I went, uh, uh, who, what, when, where, why, finding a fact. Just get the facts, ma'am, you know. So when I started working, I never even read a fiction book when I was a child. My mother thought, she said, how sad. And this was after I was already grown and going to college. And mother was very upset because in my English and psychology, we didn't talk about all the things she, I took an English class. She was real proud of me. And she, you know, she had one of my papers, but she was very upset. So I didn't really study science fiction. Now in 69, when Star Trek came out, I realized that was a big deal, but I was a NASA nerd. So that sort of worked for me. So I would say I'm more of an egghead than a hippie. Janet and Uh Sasha are hippies. And uh, I just didn't go down that that path. So where were you during that time, during NASA? Were you a NASA nerd or were you a hippie? Oh, I was definitely not a hippie. I was more a nerd, if anything. You know, I had a pocket yeah. protector and, and a slide ruler in that pocket protector. So um, okay. that pretty much defines me, okay? Even though I hung out with warmongers in, in, in college, undergraduate, uh, all of my roommates that were assigned to me we're in ROTC, and they're all just couldn't wait until they could get into some war. And I just couldn't um, imagine that. But at any rate, <laughs> that was uh, well. You didn't I wear a uniform. Then. Well, nope, you were too I've smart, never... I guess you could say. Well, I had I to almost... get in a uniform. I had well, to. I, I know in the Vietnam really? War. I don't know. I was programmed that way. I wanted to go to war. My cousin Bruce, believe it or not, did, and he wrote me from Vietnam. His name was Bruce, and I wanted to go so bad, but the government wouldn't let me. You know, I had NASA papers and stuff, but uh, I had kids too, so I had to wait 20 years until my kids were grown. Now, I did get to go over to Balboa 
and they signed me up as a corpsman. So I always thought, well, that's strange. I was a rehire. But the girls, when I went through boot camp, said, you know, you don't remember what they do to you. So I always wondered, what did they do to me? (laughs) But I try to remember everything that went on. So you never wore a uniform, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine at all? No, I I, um, I basically was rejected medically. Uh, So um, even though they tried to draft me, uh, I didn't make it. Uh, you're a flat foot or, or heart, heart. I think that's about the only two things. You're flat footed or your heart. You had a heart, uh, something. Did they tell you what it was? Yeah, they 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 told me. I don't want to talk about it on the air. So, it's. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's, it's, uh, back in the day, huh? Yeah, back in the day. Okay, I understand. I totally understand. Well, that's okay. Well, so you've known about me, but you, why didn't you pick up the phone and say, TJ, let's talk? It just wasn't time, right? Well, it, it, it sort of scared me when uh, Tommy said you were uh, having this organization and that organization and that organization. I said, uh-oh, wow, uh, this seems like a lot bigger than what I can handle. So I, I uh, never uh, um, uh, followed through. I was thinking about it. Uh, and and you're on Facebook, correct? So uh, <laughs> a few twenty I, times, I should have, yeah. Yeah, I should have run into you, and I think I I did uh, complete a friend's request uh, for you. Okay, um, I'm sending you right now on your TJ Morris Agency uh, Gmail account uh, three pictures that I uh, have of uh, Tommy back when I knew him in the Aww. 90s. Okay. Thank you. So, I love uh, him. And he's, he's family. Yeah. We have the Ohana family, whether he wants to admit it or not, Janet too. But they're both two of my best friends, and uh, it sounds Southern saying that, but it's true, folks. I love them, and uh, I always will. And uh, they're doing their own thing now, and that's okay. And that's why I'm calling it the Allied Command. She actually liked that name. But uh, Ken Johnston... Uh, from NASA days, Houston days. You lived in Houston, but Ken and her couldn't get along on the same night on the same show. And he quit me on Thursday, and so I invited him back to have his own show on Friday. So that's how I worked it out. Because he said me and Janet are two alpha females, and we talked over each other, which we do. So I can't Uh have Janet and Tommy and me. We started out pretty good together, but we all went our own separate ways. It's hard you can have one person interviewing or one person talking about what they're going to have, but you're a total surprise tonight. So you're so you're my advanced communication agency. So I have to separate everybody until I figure out, like Tommy told you, this organization, that organization, where you'll fit in because it is a personality problem. To be honest, haven't you ever? Well, you said you couldn't get along with somebody. Like, oh, Bigelow, wasn't it? Because you weren't an engineer, right. so you understand what I'm saying, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And the interesting thing is that uh, whoever set, set me up to work for NIDS wanted me to get that experience and in contact with people like Hal Putoff, Eric Davis, um, Colm Kelleher, and all of that group, which are, are all associated with uh, uh, To The Stars Academy and all of the uh, information ah. that's coming out now. Yeah. Ah. All of that. Yes. Oh, and, well, tell me um, about it. So, so I tell me, have, I know have, the guy that started. It's a musician, and I checked him out in Delaware, and he started a company there. But he's got a franchise uh, on his music and all that. So he formed a company in California. 
You know, remember, I'm an investigator. I come from a long line of attorneys. You're not talking about Tom You said it Okay. Another well, here, time. Here's the wild part. This is something I've been wanting to tell you, uh, that my last oh. name is spelled Cornet, C-O-R-N-E-T. It's the same spelling as the musical brass instrument, okay, the cornet. That's what I play. It's, That's what I play, and the it's cornet. All, right, and I played the trumpet in, in, in uh, elementary and in, in middle school and, and uh, high school. The, um, the, the cornet is also the a special type, type of, of robe that nuns wear, special robe, white robe that nuns wear. So it essentially refers to a crown, okay? And the interesting thing is that corn in, in, uh, in ancient languages uh, means horn, okay? And, uh, okay. The, uh, and uh, I always uh, thought, well, this is a strange name that I should end up with, TJ. Corn E.T.? <laughs> Corny E.T. Well, I played the trumpet too, so I get what you're saying. But yeah, I love okay. I love the study of words and symbols, and you're pretty smart. So you're pretty cool, and you're just going to be in my ASO club till we can figure out where we're going to put you. But you are an advanced communication agency, and that, I have to admit that's a pretty high calling to be in, in the advanced. Nineteen ninety-five, when you were induct, inducted into your organization. Were you fitted uh-huh. for a, an outfit, a uniform? Do you recall? Yeah. You were. Which, which one? Uh, well, I, I, when I was inducted into the Caradonians, I was given, uh, fitted for one of their outfits, which was really strange. It was, you know, a look, it, it is uh, largely red and black like the uh, officers on Star Trek, but not uh, the same pattern. Um, and I wear black and red too. I've got a black and red uniform. Wow! Yeah, they, they, theirs is, is quite unique uniform, and uh, that's those are the colors along with uh, a gold uh, or white uh, that is pinstriping on it. And uh, but oh, uh, I don't that have any pinstriping. I had yeah. black and red all for my kids growing up, but then I had one that I went to uh, Star Trek in Tennessee, Knoxville or something, but or was it Memphis, Tennessee? But that's where Bill M. Tracer comes in. So so did you know did you track me through uh data or did you I don't understand how we're together if it's not through Tommy Sinisi, but uh, I learned a lot about Janet and Tommy of how many people they did not invite. So this this organization did not grow because you came of, up on uh, neither you came up on Messenger on Facebook. Uh, I got a request that I uh, you saying, would you like to uh, be on my show? And that was it, you know. Uh, so I don't. That know was how on LinkedIn, though, right? Because I thought you got in touch with me on LinkedIn. Yes, and I believe in LinkedIn. this stuff yes, because yes, I've yes, had yes, LinkedIn, and LinkedIn was the first one. And yes, excuse me, that was where uh, I made contact with you. Uh, because I wrote to you, and then uh, you wrote back to me and saying, "Would you uh, like to be on uh, your show?" Uh, so yes, that was LinkedIn. Uh, that uh, where you know, there was a message. Uh, that um, that's we, how I. We're already you. together. Because they're well, all. We yeah, don't. They were all. They were. Uh, LinkedIn has you know puts up uh, says, "Have you uh, met this person?" Uh, and have you met that person? This person wants to be friends with you. It's the same as. With, with Facebook, 
Um, and uh, I saw your name. Okay. I recognized it. So I said yes. And I clicked on that. And uh, then the next thing I know, I got two messages from you. And one was That's to so say cool. And the second was, would you like to be on my show? And I wrote back wow. to you. I responded. And then I think I did. That's amazing. So. Yeah, but what's so funny is neither I, – I don't think we knew we knew each other from this history that's been created for us back to 95, which is actually when I met my husband. And I've already spent 20 years in back with him. Isn't that interesting? 20 years so, in back. <laughs> so, right. 20 so, years on this plane, and he went he, back. When did he pass? What year? He passed December 2nd, 2015. I got him for 20 years. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, so the 20 years and back isn't so weird with Corey Good saying it. But Corey, I think the problem with his statement of fact may not be statement of fact. So I don't know how much of his is implanted or memory codes. Uh, I'm getting data from different people. But I like Corey, and I've seen him in his Texas National Guard uniform, right? And I'm all for veterans. So I don't know if he's a veteran, but I've seen him in his uniform on the planet. I haven't seen him off planet that I can recall. But when I used to track his first story or when he wasn't talking, it was totally different than when he was talking. But who knows? Everybody's story grows with uh, time and how they remember data over time, but sometimes what I've learned between David Walker, is it David Walker or is it David Wilcock? David Wilcock, Wilcock. was tracking David back. Wilcock. Yeah, yeah, he was tracking back in the Ascension days when uh, we were just writing it. But I have some stuff from the 70s and 80s I was given by attorneys, and then the guy that wrote uh, Men Are from Mars, Women from Venus, John Gray, his mother uh, ran uh, the store. That, I went to in Houston near Rice University, and then uh, the other guy, the mentor from that, say, what's the wrote chicken soups for the chicken soup for the soul, but he was in a group. Anyway, there's a long story to how we got to where we are now, including Stephen Halpern, and I went to Africa and flew over the gold mines. That was fun. Went to the largest uh, country club in the world in Cape Town. That was fun. And then went to UK, Africa, Spain, Portugal. I've had a lot of fun, and now we're talking about uh, Sakur and uh, Bob Dean. We're out of time, but did, uh, can you clarify if you ever met Bob Dean or not, Robert Dean? Yeah. Yes, I did. I met him in okay. Philadelphia, I believe, uh, when he was there. All right, back. I'm going to have to have you back. Well, do you want to come on tomorrow night's show? It's the same time, 6 to 8. Uh, uh, we're supposed to have an alienologist journalist. I'm just going to train uh, Dave Emmons. He's been on several shows, but his degree's in journalism. But he's going to help us organize uh, a guide for alienologists. And Tommy's got a little book on how to see UFOs, promoting for a dollar. So I don't know if Tommy would be on. But you're welcome to come back tomorrow and start where you left off if you'd like to. But think about it. And, I'll uh, think about it. We're out of time. Today, okay. uh, I want to learn more about you, Dr. Bruce, and uh, you'll just have to stay in touch with me, and uh, let's get our data servers together, and let's get uh, get something going here for uh, 
what we're doing together at the Allied Command level. And uh, you're welcome to tune in on Fridays now with uh, it's uh, the other Tom. Tom, uh, what's his name? Well, it's a mad painter. So I'm, Tom Becker, Thomas Becker. Now, he's going to be the general manager now for the, this radio show, TJMRCT Radio. And he likes the name Cosmos Radios, and he likes the artwork on it. And I sort of put that up uh, back when I was on Cosmos Connection on Revolution.radio. But he likes it, so we may keep that, too. But anyway, so people, just so you know, we're putting together a group that everybody will be a member and get a vote if you're a member. Otherwise, you don't get to play with us and make our decisions as which way we're going. But we're we're not rich. We're not timed along, and we don't have penny stocks like uh, to the stars. And I'm not knocking the way they're doing business, but I can't afford to do it that way unless I go get my multimillionaire attorneys involved, and I don't want to be indebted, okay? <laughs> okay. So let's, do, let's do this ourselves, Dr. Bruce, and we'll just okay. take one day at a time and see what we can create together. Is that okay if we're co-creators, right, Dr. Right. Bruce? Yes, I would like to have a, a period of time where we get, get to know each other uh, by emails or by phone, et cetera. Um, so um, this is good. I'll let you know if okay. uh, I can make it uh, tomorrow, Okay. Yeah, if not, there, that's there okay. A, Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure Bruce, uh, not Bruce, a, uh, Dave. A, I may have a, a conflict tomorrow uh, if it's at the same time, okay, because uh, – That's okay. Uh, right. I think Friday, I think Irene Scott, are you familiar with her? Oh, yeah. I've communicated with her, right. Okay, she's coming on Friday. Ooh. So all Ooh. our – yeah, she'll be on Friday, so – we're going to get together all our good people that are supposed to be here. By They're called by the extraterrestrials, folks. I'm not in charge, okay? I'm just the commander. <laughs> That's a very low level, okay? It just happens to be I got to be the lead investigator and the special agent in charge this time around. So it's a deja vu dharma karma thing. Huh? If, if you're the commander, I'm the commanded. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's at the bottom of the pyramid, let me put it that right. way. But there's a lot right, of commanders yeah. out there. Yeah. Right. But uh it's by it's by agreement with uh my general manager Thomas Becker and Ken R. Johnston Senior of Albuquerque, New Mexico, actually around there, but uh Ken's made me the sack. A special agent in charge, <laughs> and I said, "Sure, why not?" And he asked, he asked Tom. He says, "Do you mind if TJ's in charge?" And he said, "No, not a bit. She can be in charge, so I get to be the sack." I told him, "Yeah, the old wrinkled up gray haired sack, but who's <laughs> who's paying attention? It's just fun, you know. I want to have fun, and I love everybody, and it just depends on." If you're all or vinegar or you're all in water, you know what I'm saying, Bruce? We'll just have to figure right. out if we can get along. Right. And that's the hardest part, but you've already been through it with Bigelow, right? So, you know, oh, yeah. well, come back and tell us some more stories about working with Hoagland. And you were with Dr. Bruce McAbee, so I want to hear those stories, right? We'll get you on right. with Dr. Bruce. Have two Dr. Bruce's. Do you think he'll remember you? Bruce, yeah, yeah, of course. We, we've been communicating on uh, Messenger quite a bit, so, yeah. He knows well, he, he's the national director of ACO and UFO, and it's in his biography, and I need to get him back and talking with me, and so maybe we can do a old homes week for b- both you and he and let y'all talk to each other. 
yeah, I would enjoy that. We've met a number of different well, guys, and uh, I've always uh, uh, highly respected him and his uh, his opinions, and he's helped a lot of people interpreting facts, and I, I, that is amazing, um, his, his perception. And uh, he looked at that uh, vortex picture that uh, I took uh, that was part of that uh, TV show, UFO Vortexes, and his conclusion was this wasn't made by man. Uh, that was his conclusion. Uh, so um, he co- corroborated the, uh, that uh, we are de- definitely dealing with something that is uh, intelligently created by an intelligence that is not human. So I think he's a truth seeker. I call my people yeah. truth seekers, you know, and uh, we're all light workers and truth seekers. I mean, we're not, we understand dark matter. I just say we're not, we want to bring light to the subject. <laughs> Information, communication, wisdom, knowledge, it's all the same, I guess. If you treat it nicely, it'll treat you nicely. Well, I appreciate it. We've got to get into the next reality, I guess, back to 3D and off of the airwaves. So, Dr. <laughs> Bruce, it's been enjoyable. I hope I'm not as bad as you thought I was, according to Tommy, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> no, Me and no, Tommy well, love you know, each Tommy, other. Tommy has uh, you know, uh, argumentative uh, posture, okay? And uh, he uh-huh. has difficulty accepting anybody else's belief and, and their words. <laughs> He says, no, listen to yeah. me. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know? <laughs> so, I understand. Uh, he does, he's been doing that to me for seven years. But uh, <laughs> I've tried to explain to him it's subjective, especially living with that beautiful Namgal, his life partner, that it's all relative and subjective to the individual container. And we're not just in our brain and mind. It's not the way we thought. But, you know, to each his own. And I love him. And he he helps a lot of people. So, He's a good soul, and he really wants to help people. And he said he wants uh, to work yeah. in my Ace Metaphysical like Institute. So he'll be. Yeah, I really now, like. I'd like to talk to you about working with us too in the Invisible College. So we'll talk about that. You just stay in touch with me, and we'll work out how you and I will come back and do another show. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Very All good. All right. Thank okay. you. And let's Thank let's compare our servers. Compare our information later. We'll get we'll get it all involved together. Okay. Thank you so much. Excellent. It's been Thank enjoyable. You. Okay. We'll do it again soon. All right. Bye bye. Thank you, everybody. We're gonna get going here. Let's see what can I do. Can you hear something? Is it coming? I can hear it. We'll be back tomorrow night and Friday night, folks. So this is P.J. Morris signing off for all the boots on the ground. And thank you, everybody in space, especially our E.T. family, spinning around out there and watching after our universes. And we'll try to keep an open mind to whatever you guys want to throw at us. So just keep us humble, please. Okay, everybody, God bless. <laughs>